1: Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Idleman Unplugged. My voice is a little raspy. Did some preaching yesterday. But I wanted to answer a few important comments, I guess, that came in, of course, regarding Asbury Revival, maybe even future revivals. You know, this might be a good podcast to even assess other revivals. I'm going to try to go through this quickly. Um, the first thing that people are asking, and I've got this a couple of times now, at least emails and then also lots of comments on other platforms Um, so the charge is at least one or two gays are involved, albeit they call themselves celibate gay Christians. But should they just call themselves Christians? Okay. Um, so therefore the entire movement must be false. So let me unpack this for a minute. First, we have to realize that, um, there's a lot of misinformation out there on either side the good, the bad, the ugly, somewhere in the middle. If we knew, let's say we knew that there's people actively engaging in sin, unrepentant, and the leadership doesn't care, and we're just going to keep doing what we're doing, we're going to keep worshiping, we're going to keep having this revival atmosphere with an unrepentant heart in a lot of these individuals, then not good. Not good at all. I wouldn't call that a revival either. I would call that a um emotional experience. However, what we don't know is how is leadership handling this? Number one, are they not allowing people who act? And I, I, the reason I'm not, I'm just saying actively engaged in sin. I'm, what about the young adults who go out partying the night before? What about those sleeping together? I mean, it, <clears throat> if there's unrepentant sin, then that's not good. It's not healthy. But what about if the leaders are addressing it? They are removing people uh, that shouldn't be involved. Um, and again, he made a good point. Celibate. Yeah, they should just call themselves Christians because an alcoholic wouldn't say I'm a celibate or I'm a recovering alcoholic Christian. Um, you know, if I go back to one beer, I'm, I'm going down that road again. And so a lot of people struggle with different sins. So you don't want to identify with that. If you're, if you're cleansed from the blood of Christ, you're repentant and you're moving towards God. And, and, um, that, that's, that's a good thing. So are those types of people involved with the revival? Um, I would hope so because, all of us struggle with something in our hearts pride and arrogance, lust, and and but what are we doing with it? Repenting, taking it to the cross. So um my thought would be: I don't know if I don't know anything about this other than I did see I, th- I think one of the persons who was on worship um that they're openly, I don't know if they're celibate or not, and it's on their Facebook page. So what did Asbury do about that? What did they? accomplish? Uh, or what did they, did they remove him? Are they, are they okay with, with sin? Um, I don't think so. That's not what I'm hearing. And I know people that are actually there all week. So my thought would be just be careful. Let's get, let's wait to get more information on this one. Let's, you know, it'll come out. We see, a, we see incredible fruit right now. um I mean, people are just being baptized and set free people healed and it's, it's amazing thing that's happening now. With that said, there's always junk in the trunk when it comes to revival. I mean, I can take you to uh Whitfield, early, early, early first awakening and what uh, critics were saying and with Jonathan Edwards um, and also the Welsh. I mean, there's always, it doesn't make um craziness right. All I'm telling you is anytime God is moving, the sin sniffers, the modern day Pharisees are going to find anything wrong with it. I remember when we had a season of just all night seeking, not all night, but uh it's uh, services every night and um they got, you know, they're emotional. People are being delivered and set free. And of course, you know, the the naysayers come out and well, I don't know about that song. They sang it too long. And and so there's always that. So don't let critics, actually, the fact that there's critics and a lot of critics, that should tell you something Uh that God might be in the move. So on this whole gay issue, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm with there. I'm with you on if, if they're allowing it. I mean, wow. That, that, are they are they allowing alcoholics who went out partying the night before? Are they uh, uh, allowing people they know addicted to porn and all this? Well, then, yeah, we have a problem, but we don't know any of that. This is all speculation. Number one. Number two is, um, again, from my perspective, number two is <clears throat> they just need ammunition. So these, these far right conservative, I hate to say it, sensationists, um, They're coming against a lot of revivals. They have to find something. They have to find something to, um, to discredit because of their lack of own spiritual hunger. They, they don't, instead of repenting and asking God to change them, they get upset and they come up with this stuff. Um, and also he mentioned something about, uh, that, um, Asbury is egalitarian. Uh, which many of you might not know what that means is, um, there's complementarian. So I'm, I'm actually a complementarian. Our church is complementarian, a complementarian church, not egalitarian. Egalitarian is, um, women and men are equal, which we agree with, of course, but you have to define what does that mean? Can, can men have babies and women do, I mean, it's like, of course, egalitarians wouldn't say that. I'm just get, taking the extreme here. Um, if Asbury is egalitarian, they have women, pastors. Uh, I've done a whole podcasts on that. We don't, the Bible doesn't teach a woman's qualifications. Uh, there's qualifications for a woman elder to usurp the spiritual authority over the man and she's a pastor over the man. That, that, that's out of order. But does that, would that prevent revival? Not at all. I don't think so. Just because something's out of order doesn't mean God can bring Order to the situation. And then you might see a theological change take place, a reformation take place. You might see people really rethink scripture. And so where God chooses to do revival sometimes is in messy places. I remember, um, might have been Evan Roberts. Um, I don't know, Murray McShaney or they would go to the, uh, the coal mines in Scotland and or Welsh, the Welsh coal mines go there. These guys are cussing and you can see the tears dripping down their, 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 their face uh, with the coal and, and how they were just being hit by the power of God. And, but there were, some of them would have whiskey there. Some of them would, would, would have um, inappropriate things being said. And well, that see, that's not genuine No, no, God's bringing it to where the mess is often. So I don't agree with egalitarian, but I don't think it would prevent a uh, revival. <coughs> I'm hoping God would change that, uh, change some theological direction there. Okay. The revival was planned. This one cracks me up a little bit. Um, and we know this because of the promo video by Francis Chan released a week prior to February 8th. Um, he said how a call to prayer, how a call to prayer proves a move of God was planned and therefore not genuine. Um, Wow, we've been doing a call to prayer, a call to fasting, all that. I mean, we do it a lot. Other churches do it a lot. It's a constant theme in our nation of revival. And so just because this happened to happen and the Calvary Chapel movement movie is released, it's all marketing timing. Number one, you have no proof of that. You, you have no proof of that. I mean, you guys, you guys are reaching pretty far here. I'm telling you, you've got to find something wrong. This can't be right. People can't be healed and set free and excited about God. That really bursts our conservative bubble. We need to find something wrong. This is ridiculous. Um, I don't even have, I wish I had a stronger word for that. Um, and then also it goes on, not only planned, but those behind the whole revival are false teachers. Well, that's actually not true. Now, will false teachers go there? Sure. Absolutely. Where the God's working, so is the enemy. But this came, this was just a grassroots move. I mean, I feel sorry for these people who, who use these things like this. Uh, they say Francis Chan, uh, Rick Warren. I don't know if any of those guys are involved. Uh, Mike Bickle. And they think so. The revival has false teachers. And so they're asking me, is Francis Chan a false teacher? Um, I would say absolutely. 100% in my mind, without a shadow of a doubt, drum roll, please. Absolutely not. What happened is he was part of a master seminary kind of down in my area, Simi, Simi Valley, pastoring that cornerstone church. I started the church right when he was leaving and, uh, you know, pretty safe, conservative. But once you start to, Embrace continuationists and the, the, the Holy Spirit's power through, through miracles and prophetic. And once that continues and he's vocal about that, then there come the critics. There come the charges against false prophets. Now he spoke with, um, he spoke at an event with, uh, Todd White and took a picture with him, said he didn't know who he was. Um, and, uh, Benny Hinn was there and, you know, people that, People have questions about, of course, so what I did, I actually talked to Todd White about a couple weeks ago for an hour and a half, no hour, and twenty minutes or so on the phone just about some of these questionable things, and uh here I want to hear his heart and his has Benny Hinn repented, and I have a lot of the same concerns a lot of you have i mean um some of the stuff needs to be called out, and what Benny Hen was doing early on in his ministry has he changed has he repented um people say he has, and he and he doesn't embrace the fault again, I'm not endorsing him, I'm just saying. We're going back to Francis Chen. So now pictures with these guys where Francis is thinking 85,000 people out there at this event. I'm, I'm going to preach my heart out. I'm going to reach these people. And he got some pictures and now thrown into this, this, this area. He became friends with Mike Bickle. Um, is Mike Bickle a false prophet? 100% absolutely not going on record. You can save this video. Go ahead and hit the download button now. I uh, just talked to Mike this week. He thanked me for the interview with CBN News on revival. Talk about uh, a heart on fire for God, prayer and fasting. So here's what's happening, guys. Not Francis Chan, not, not, or not, not Benny Hinn. Um, not any of those things. I'm just talking about Francis Chan, Mike Bickle. What happens is it, this really is, I've talked about this before. This is the battle between sensationists and continuationists. That's really where this is hitting home. Okay. They don't, those who don't believe in the gifts of the spirit, they cannot, they, these people operating the gifts of the spirit, they must be false prophets. They, they, they must be false prophets. This can't be real. And so that's, that's what this is, guys. You need to understand that. That's exactly what this is. I talk to these people often and, and they just can't under, and I want to say, hey, 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 you guys over here, um, you have a harder job proving that the gifts are not for today than I do proving they are. Oh yeah, they say prove it. Read the Bible. Paul just went into great links. When that which is perfect comes, that which is in part will be done away with it has nothing to do with the canonization of scripture, but has everything to do with when we see Jesus face to face in that final days here. We don't need prophecy. We don't need tongues anymore. We need love still. That's why love's still abiding. And he, he goes into how these and, but as a conservative, you remember my, my dad came from the farms of Oklahoma. Boy, you don't cry. We're, we're, we're conservative. We're, we're not emotional. When God wrecks your heart, when God fills you with the spirit and you see these gifts activated, it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Um, so that's why these people are, they they have to say something. Uh, they have to absolutely say something about revival. And this is what's going on. So anyway, I hope that helps. Um, yeah, you, you know, he goes, you'll be called a heretic if you stand on certain things and you will. I absolutely will. People will be calling me that. People, they'll, they'll put my video up to their video. and like, look at what this guy said, la, 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 la. But I've seen it, guys. It's sad. I've seen it for over two decades. I'm close to a conservative seminary. I know people that go there and they are, they, they love the word. They love the word, but I don't know if they love people. They love sound doctrine, but boy, they're pretty angry and they've never experienced a mighty power, powerful downpour of God's spirit into their heart. And that's exactly what they need. So the very thing they are running from is the very thing they need. I'm going to pray for them. Just pray for them. I don't, I can't answer all these critics anymore because I realize it's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. So God has to change the heart and you can be open to what God is doing, yet still discerning. We're very discerning. Our elder board, very discerning, but we're open to what God wants to do. Sometimes God, here's the thing. God, God, I like to keep God in a comfortable box. You know, I have some worship leaders, I know we have guest worship leaders who come in and and they're pretty safe. You know, I know they're not going to mention anything controversial. And then I have others that, oh man, just don't talk about, you know, don't mention angels or or uh that you happen to stop by Bethel 12 years ago. You know, don't 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 do that. And and uh we just you know I've got concerns on on those, some of those things too, and I'll do another podcast in the future. But my I just want to address these free these three things. Now, could it come out later? Hey, there were, there were, uh, uh, homosexuals actively involved, unrepentant, and, um, the leadership didn't do anything, didn't care about it. They let, you know, all this stuff go on and, and we, we'd really have to dissect that and see, okay, what, what's going on there? What's happening? Um, and I've got friends there right now sending me pictures of things that go on. So I want to make, I just want to make sure as I end this, I'm not endorsing or condemning Asbury. Never have. All I'm saying is there, this is pretty interesting. Look at what's happening to the lives of thousands of people. Look at the hunger that's, that's resulting. Um, and I guess, well, if you want to say I'm posting things and, sh- and I guess there would be a form of endorsement, but I need to be clear that I don't know what's going to come out later. All we're looking at the evidence is, is what's before us. And so I would just be very, very careful. You can be, you can be discerning. Hey, let's see what comes of this, but man, why not say, let's see what comes of this. I, I better get more information about this. Uh, A few gay people serving. I I need to get more information. But Lord, thank you. Thank you for igniting the hearts of thousands of young adults. Lord, thank you for lives being changed. The people that hunger for God, there's hunger now growing. I can list that I know of at least a dozen churches that were somewhat just mediocre. Now they're on fire for God. And you have other churches. I know Michael Kulianos in Florida. They're always, it seems like in a state of, of this excitement or revival. Our church, where I pastor in Southern California, what you're seeing at Asbury is often very, very, um, characteristic of our church, you know, longer services, more worship, people being healed and set free and delivered. Um, and, and it's a beautiful thing to watch what God is doing. So anyway, I would just be careful. I, I would caution anyone to make sure they don't have a critical heart. But at the same time, don't be so gullible that you consume anything because you can be so spiritually hungry that you will consume anything. And that's not wise either. You've got to sift it through the, the filter of God's word. Thank you. Oh, and if you want more information on revival before I stop this, all of my books on revival and fasting and prayer and seeking the heart of God and being desperate for more of God, all of those can be found at our church website, westsidechristianfellowship.org, westsidechristianfellowship.org, free downloads, free downloads of all the books. Go to the book, hit free download, and you got it on your phone. So I think that will help many people as well. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and
0: join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at ShaneIdelman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today.